To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just ain't the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers Well, well, well. Welcome to the Opinionated Benchwarmers podcast, episode 117. Your Opinionated Benchwarmers are alive and well. I know it's been a minute. Uh, the fellas are back to do what we do best, and that's discuss sports. Uh, unfortunately, we had some uh, strenuous circumstances <laughs> that disallowed us to record in the last, what, two months? But we're back. Uh, of course, um, I was the main proponent of this. Uh, I actually have relocated reload <laughs> I relocated <laughs> I relocated uh to DC so I'm living in the DC area so if any of our listeners are in the DC area that's where I'm located at uh, hopefully I can get some more DC local sports um action to report on I've already been to a Nets games guys uh but it's been wonderful man it's been a wonderful experience uh, I've been out here for maybe going on uh, two months now so uh, it's been great, um, but I'm back with the boys, back recording, doing what I love to do. Uh, what's up, fellas? How y'all feeling, man? Yeah, man. As always, good to be back. Good to be talking sports. Uh, first and foremost, without letting this pass, I want to say congrats to you and and you know letting the listeners know a little bit. This move was because it was a promotion for Rob. So congrats to you, brother, uh, for whatever you for for all of you accomplished in your career. Um, and so we're going to continue. To, I know you're going to continue to do great things, brother. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, I echo the same sentiments. You know, I know you were going to play the humble route, you know, for our listeners. So I knew that that was going to come. But once again, congratulations to you, bro. Uh, you know, we're ready to get this thing rolling again. It's going to be interesting to see how it is. But like Losa already said, you know, it's going to be like riding a bike. So I'm ready to get it rolling and get back into it, man. Maybe. I, for- I remember the episode number, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I mean, let that slide. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we'll let it slide. <laughs> yeah, boys, it's, it's been a, it's been a, it's, it's gonna be a ride, man. We, we're entering into uh, what NFL teams have reported to training camp. We'll touch on that just a tad bit. Uh, NBA, it's always news with the NBA. So the biggest news right now is with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Um, where do we start with that situation? But the listeners know what's going on at this point. If you keep up with the sports scene, we'll pick up at right now where KD is, where KD has demanded a trade. And Woj dropped a bomb, was it last night or maybe two nights ago, he said that the Boston Celtics has entered into the arena to try to pursue KD. Um, I'm tired of it, man. I don't know what's going to happen. I thought that 
KD staying in Brooklyn was contingent upon Kyrie. Kyrie signed. He's still saying he wants to trade. Now Kyrie saying he want to be with the Lakers. It's just a mess, man. So let's just try to maneuver through this and, you know, try to come up and give our thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, it's been about a month, I think, on June 30th, KD requested a trade from Brooklyn. And it was interesting because of the timing of it all, you know, obviously with uh, uh, Kyrie opting into his contract, we thought, okay, cool, all is well. They're about to just try to run it back and see if they can do this thing. Uh, And then obviously then when that bomb dropped, we were like, whoa, you know, that kind of shook. And everyone knew once KD gets traded, you know, the thought is Kyrie is next, you know, because Brooklyn is pretty much, I feel, dealing with Kyrie only because of KD and they're good friends and they want to, you know, obviously make KD happy. But he's obviously not happy uh, in regards to the Boston Celtics, you know, trading for him. I think they have one of the best packages to make the deal to make the deal happen. You know, now whether the small pieces as far as the picks and what's the additional play, players added to that. That's going to be the deciding factor. But if they have Jalen Brown on the table, I feel like a deal is going to happen because Jalen Brown, again, he's only 25 years old. He's a player that was probably the best player in the finals this last run. Um, And you look at what he's done in his body of work. He is a perfect player to if you're going to trade a KD to, okay, maybe he's not KD, but okay, let's build around this young piece that's on a two year deal going forward. And if you can get a Marcus Smart or a Derek White, along some picks with that, I think you have to make that type of deal. But I think Boston has to come down on their asking price because sometimes I feel what's being reported is they're being a little ridiculous asking for what they're asking. Again, I know KD is a world talent, but again, everybody's not going to gut their roster. And why would KD want to go to a roster that's fully gutted? So it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, I think in in this situation, uh, as you mentioned, and talk about the KD situation, I really kind of blame Minnesota a little bit for the reason why this is being so slow. And I blame Minnesota for that haul that they gave up for Rudy Gobert. When Minnesota gave up four first round picks, technically five, since they also traded their 2022 first rounder uh, that they had just drafted, along with, you know, three guys that were rotation type pieces or maybe a total of four or so players then it kind of really reset the market uh, for what you think you can get for a guy like Kevin Durant. I mean, if Rudy Gobert is commanding that, then you sit back and say, man, shoot, I should get six, seven, eight first rounders or whatever for KD. I should get these kind of rotation guys for KD. And so I really blame uh, Minnesota a little bit for honestly resetting the market for KD. Uh, as it relates to, like you talked about, you know, the, the, the Boston piece, I honestly believe that they do have the best potential package that we are aware of at this point. You know, I can't really see Miami being able to put something together as a suitor or Phoenix that really rivals it, especially due to the fact that even a Miami package couldn't involve like a Bam Adebayo or anything like that because of the whole Ben Simmons being on the same type of contract. So um, the way I look at the situation, as Los already said, if Jalen Brown is in the mix, if you get a guy that's that's really an all-star uh, in this league, a guy that's a budding superstar that, you know, you look at a guy between him and Jason Tatum, it, you know, I, I favor Jason Tatum, but as Lowe's mentioned, Jalen Brown was Boston's best player in the finals. And so if you can get a player that you can build around, do it. But also, too, Brooklyn is not in a place where they have to pl- uh, press the panic button and just rush to make a deal. So 
don't just make a deal for the sake of making it. You know, I want them to make it because of the other thing we're going to talk about with it. But for them, they're not in a place where they got to rush something. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I start at the origin. I mean, what is Boston saying by them pursuing KD? It means that even though they made the NBA Finals, they're saying that they don't think that they don't feel as though they have enough to make it to the NBA Finals, uh, to win the NBA Finals, I should say. Um, it, when I look at their roster, I think that if it includes more, if this deal includes Marcus Smart and it includes Jalen Brown, and then you just bring over KD, you know, then you probably have to add Pritchard. You have to, probably have to add a couple picks to it. Is it worth it? I mean, KD's great. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm a GM and I'm looking at us and we made it to the NBA Finals, of course, you know, the Bucks Bucks going to be there. Uh, Philly, we assume, is going to be better with a full season, a full offseason program with with uh, with Harden and uh, and and Embiid. Uh, we assume that the, the Bulls are going to be good still. And then the Cavs are, you know, not to say they're in contention, but, I mean, they're a solid team, and they're, they're going to get better, take a leap forward. I mean, it, it just – I just wouldn't do it. I mean, I, I know KD's great, and I know he's one of the best to ever play, but when I look at Jalen Brown, who's approaching into his prime, not even in his prime yet, and he's only 25 years old, and I'm trading for a guy that's 33 years old, I mean, yeah, 33 going on 34. That's nine years I'm giving up. I, I just don't know if I'll do it. I don't know if that with KD tips the scale. And there's another piece to this that people won't like. KD has not proven to be a winner alone. He wasn't a winner until he went to Golden State. And even then, you know, he had Stephen Curry, which we, which I would say even that year, Steph Curry played a big part. That was Steph Curry's team, even though KD was the best player on that team. So, I don't know if, if I would gut my future like that. I'm only a piece or two away from, from taking it to the next step. You have a new head coach that came into Boston, and uh, you I don't even try to say his name. Ramon, I, I'll – He made Odoko, man. Odoko. You had Odoko. <laughs> you still didn't say it right. <laughs> like you said, just defer it, man. Just coach you. Coach you. <laughs> right. But, you know, he come in in his first year and make it to the NBA Finals. So what do they tell you? You have the coach. You have the roster. I would just tinker with it a little bit. I don't know if necessarily me getting rid of all these assets to get a, an aging player in KD, even though he's awesome. KD probably has a good four, four, three, four more years left of, of this awesomeness that he's been displaying. But I, I wouldn't do it, me personally. Yeah, plus, I mean, they're Boston. I mean, we want Boston. Enough. Maybe they should do it. <laughs> As a Lakers fan, they should do it. <laughs> right. I mean, there's two pieces of this that I kind of think about. Um, you know, when they brought in Malcolm Brogdon, that made those pieces like Marcus Smart and like Derek White more expendable. You know uh, they were able to bring in a guy for pretty much nothing. You know, pretty much nothing. They were able to add him. And so when you have that, again, I, I'm, I have the same idea as you. They should not get their roster to make this move. But if they feel that KD is the guy to get them over the hump, right, with, if you can keep Tatum and you have Robert Williams, you can keep um, Al Horford, right, and you can maybe keep on one of those Derek Whites or Marcus Smart. Maybe you have to give up Marcus Smart, but you still got to remember the piece of Malcolm Brogdon coming in there and being maybe that third piece in there and you have KD on that team, that team is already good. If you give up Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, uh, a couple piece uh, first round picks, if that's your package to get him, you look at that team, I say that team right there is probably the best team in the East. 
me personally. Yeah. And I think to go along with it, with a situation like this, when a player like KD is available, you got to kick the tires like no matter what. Like you got to see what could potentially happen. So it seemed like, you know, the market kind of died down a little bit for KD. It seemed like when teams have been here in Brooklyn's asking price, they hadn't really been able to meet it. And so when you're a team like Boston, it doesn't hurt to just get into the discussions and see what can happen. You know, if they have to gut their roster, then no, I don't think that that's the best move for them. I do really believe in Jalen Brown and think, like I said, that he's really a perennial all-star type of talent. Um, But if it's a situation where you have a guy like that, that's, you know, one of the greatest players we've ever seen, you know, one of the best players of his generation, you got to at least kick the tires on it and kind of see what can happen, what can happen in negotiations. Are you going to have to give up less than what is assumed that you will have to give up? Because honestly, out there on the market right now, what better player is a team going to really center a, center a package around than Jalen Brown? Like what better kind of from just a young asset are they going to get? You know, the Pelicans are not about to offer up B.I. or Zion or anything like that. You know, you're not looking around the, the league. I don't think, you know, anything we'll see if Utah would do a Donovan Mitchell type thing, but also they can't pair, I guess, best of on the, the Ben Simmons contract. So it's like, if you get a situation, just kick the tires and see if the price can come down, you know, as time continues to wear on and Brooklyn is not getting as many calls as they thought they were going to get. Yeah. I mean, and then to the piece of KD, I mean, do you give up that much to get a guy who has not proven that he can do it as the guy? I mean, I, I don't know. And then you really, tag him really like, like that take though. I don't then, really like that take. I, let me finish though. Let me explain. All right. He was a shell of himself against Boston, who's trying to get him. They locked him up. You seen what you can do when you get in, in KD's head. If you can strategize good enough to get him. And they were in his head. They were living rent-free in his head. He was overthinking things. They made him think his every move. They made him question his ability. They did that. You know, KD would admit that. And then you saw Jason Tatum, who's having that same block, you know, in the playoffs we saw in the finals, which he underperformed this past finals. It Collectively, we can agree with that. Um, I mean, if if I'm that close, KD's great. He's a ticket seller box office. I'm not, I don't want, I even hate doing this because I, I understand who KD is and how great he is. I understand that. But if I'm trying, if my sole goal is, is, is my, if my sole goal is to win a championship, then I don't know if I if I had a roster that almost did it. I mean, take my uh, people say Middleton was hurting their Bucks Celtic series and they played a part in it, which it did play a huge part in it. But it, still, I mean, I'm that close. I don't know if I'm getting rid of my young core like that to get KD. And I mean, it's not an automatic championship, especially if you have to get away, give away what you said. I gut my team. All right. To me, if you have to give up Marcus Smart, and you have to give up Jalen Brown, you've gutted your team. That's the heart and soul of that team. And, you know, Marcus Smart, his intangibles are off the chart. There's nobody like him in the league, really, when it comes to intangible. He might be the best intangible player in the NBA together, if not the best top five. So I don't know if I would do it, man. I just couldn't, I just couldn't fathom it. I know what KD means, but it's just like, okay, it's just like – you know, when I'm that close, I'm not trying to just undo everything. You undo everything if you're hitting that same mark every time. They progressed the furthest they have in the past half decade 
in in the past half decade because they kept couldn't get over the Eastern Conference Finals. Huh? They finally got over that, and then they want to get rid of their core. I, I can't get with it. Yeah, to be fair, the first deal that was put out there, Marcus Smart was not included. It was, it was Jalen Brown, Derek White, and first-round picks that they sent, but obviously Brooklyn declined that. So they were trying to get the bare minimum, send out the bare minimum to get him. And now if you make that type of move where you can give all, up only that – I say you do it. You keep the defensive player of the year. You keep uh, Jason Tatum, and then you bring in a KD, and you still got Malcolm Brogdon coming in off the bench as your six man. You do that type of move, and that puts you over the hump. I think that you ma- that makes sense. But again, I agree with the Marcus Smart thing. A dude just from a standpoint of just leadership, from a standpoint point of taking charges, um, and what he brings to the game, you know, you can't that, like you said, heart yeah. and soul. So I agree with that. And I, I agree with you too. Uh, if, that, if the first deal didn't include Morgan Smart, I think you can make the deal. I think that would make sense. But yeah, obviously they rejected right. it for a reason, though. Right. And I and and it's going to happen when you haggling and trade negotiations and all that. Um, and I think, like you said, I think we all on the same page. Don't gut the roster. You already made essentially improvements upon the roster that just got to the finals. So I wouldn't gut it. But the part I was saying that I don't agree with, I, I'm not rocking with the statement. You don't like my KD. I'm not rocking with that take. Well, I mean, I don't have to argue. I mean, you saw how he performed. You saw how he performed in the last, uh, in this past playoff series. But every star has had a series like that, man. Like, we can't just, we can't just knock it because a guy has had a series like that. Like, what about I, with I, the Thunder? Huh? Well, I say, what about when he was with the Thunder? He didn't win there either, and he was yeah. the guy. Yeah, I'm just but talking I'm, from I'm talking from a from a from a, a historic standpoint of Katie's great. It's not taken away from him, but let's take the. I, I guess is this fair or not? Let's do it here. We, if, if this is not fair, we can just leave it there because we uh, agree to disagree. If I take out his Golden State era, and then. I bring up his tenure with the Thunder, where he almost he almost went to the NBA Finals, right? He but did he make he the went finals. to the Finals. Well, he, he went, went to the NBA the finals. finals. Yeah, he lost. He lost. Yeah, they, they so thirty point I, per game score, over fifty percent shooting. Like that Finals, they lost because of James Harden. They didn't lose that because KD couldn't. Do that. Yeah, I'm not saying he lost. I'm just saying from a standpoint, did he win? No. And then you bring up to bring it up to this past season with, with Brooklyn. Did he win? No, he didn't do it. And now he's looking to get out. I don't, you know how I feel about that. No need to go down that road. But you know, it just seemed like he's he had I will not, I'll say this. Okay, if this is a better way of saying this, outside of trying to take away from his legacy, I'll say that I say I'll say that the buzzer in my head of the can't get it gun, can't get it done guy is starting to kind of rise for me. My skepticism of saying he can't get it done is starting to rise. I think that's fair to say. Uh, I mean, like you said, we'll agree to disagree. I think <laughs> I view KD differently than, than y'all view KD or you view KD, maybe. Uh, how you how you how you feeling this loss? You quiet. I mean, I, I I see both things because again, I I'll look at I'll say each situation is different, right? You know. You look at the situation in the Thunder, you know, and you can make the excuse that that was a very young team that broke up early, right? Who knows what the possibility would be. James Harden left. Everything kind of just broke up with that team. Young team, they still got to the finals. Then you look at him moving on, right? 
he went to the to the Warriors and obviously won with the Warriors and jumped on what the people call the bandwagon. But again, on those teams and in those finals, he still was the finals MVP back to back years. Where again, you could say the offense went through stuff, but again, you let me know he still won the finals MVP. So he didn't just kind of ride a hotel per se in that situation. Then you go to Brooklyn, right? Which we can agree that Brooklyn, they just didn't, they, they weren't a well-coached team. And everybody kind of sees that Steve Nash is in over his head, you know, with that situation. You can even look at somebody like Cam who came from LSU with the summer league when it was just like Steve Nash said, you need to pass the ball more. And his facial expression to that was like, like, you know, like, like even the young guys, he only in his what second year, second, third year, uh, know that he is Steve Nash was in over his head. And so when I look at it in those situations, I think that when KD's in a good situation where he has a coach, not only that can help him with his talent, but can also coach, he shows up. He's going to bring that team to a good situation. But KD can only do so much when he look at his situation around him is not good. And that situation in Brooklyn is not good, man. That's how I look at it. Yeah, I miss the accountability. I, I kind of hold superstars to uh, mega stars to uh, a higher expectation. He hadn't gotten it done to me. So, um, but anyway, let's move on. With that being said, we're into entering into football. We'll touch on that soon. Uh, training camp just started. Biggest news so far is Kyler Murray's big mega deal that he signed an extension, but there's an interesting clause in there. Uh, it is it is said that he has to do four hours of film after games, after each game, as a clause in his contract, or I guess the contract's void, or he'll get fined. I don't know the, the specifics, but I thought that was kind of interesting that that was in there. What, what do you think that says about Kyler? It says what I've been telling you guys a long time, man. He is not mature as a quarterback. He's being babysat, you know what I'm saying, as a quarterback. And from my sources – my very good sources, <laughs> they said that, you know, it's always been a thing with him as the leader of the team, that he's always had issues with the team and the team doesn't believe in him, that he's immature as a quarterback, that he is he's one of those guys that point the finger, again, from my sources that I believe that are really strong and that I believe that are telling me the truth and have no reason to lie to me. They said this before this clause thing came out. And so when this clause thing came out, it just speaks more to the organization know that, hey, they don't have much options. They know he's talented, but they also know that there's some immaturity there, that they have to put some stuff in his contract to study film. Like, come on, man. Like, what? how old are we? Like, this is your job. You know, you're getting paid this much. So, again, just very interesting. Yeah, yeah. before you jump in, Ramon, it's a $230 million extension, $105 million guaranteed. So, uh, big bucks for him. Yeah, no, I just echo what y'all said. You know, it just shows you, I, I believe your sources completely, Los. I mean, that clause in the contract tells me enough. They're not going to have that clause when they extend Joe Burrow like they're talking about because I know that they don't have to worry about that with Joe Burrow. You don't have that clause in Tom Brady's contract. Whenever you're a big-time guy like that, you shouldn't have to have a clause of watching film and all of that. Normally, you're going to be a film junkie. You're going to be breaking everything down and running over it all, you know, so many times. So, like, to even have that in there, it just lets you know everything that you need to know about them. And, you know, I, I have been a Kyler Murray guy in the past. You know, that has been my guy. But hearing that, you know, I lost a little respect for him, honestly, because, you know, you shouldn't even have to have that in your contract. 
Yeah, athleticism, it can only take you so far. I mean, that's alarming to me if the head of the football team is not as as committed to the to the to his craft uh as the next guy. I mean, I don't know what the Cardinals, they extended him. He's talented, uh, his talent warrants that, but I mean that'll be alarming to me if I have to put a clause in the contract. But I would only be, I agree with you guys completely. I'd only be repeating what each of you said. Um uh, but uh, we're going to go ahead and get on out of here, man. Uh, we're going to do a short one this time, just kind of ease back in. It's been a couple months. Uh, we had to make sure that we can still do this thing. Um, I'm, I'm happy to be back, fellas. I don't know about y'all, man. We're going to continue going on, being more consistent. And uh, we appreciate everybody that's rocking with us. Follow us on the old underscore Ben Chalmers on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. There's something to subscribe to. We'll be recording uh, way more consistent like we used to. Uh, and getting you that content out. So we'll get on out of here. And until next time, we'll holler at you guys. Later.